to the Transfer Nation Videocast and Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Heather Adams, Senior Program Manager of Transfer Initiatives at the Aspen Institute's College Excellence Program. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Transfer students are college students who begin their academic journey at one institution, such as a community college or four-year university, and then choose to transfer to another or multiple institutions. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Welcome, Transfer Community, to another episode of the Transformation Videocast. Today, I am so excited. I actually wore a t-shirt in honor of our UCLA assistant of transfer recruitment at UCLA, in fact. Um, Paitsar Yerjan, she's here. She's going to talk to us about developing relationships with community colleges. So four-year universities, developing relationship with local community colleges, how that's done, why that's valuable, and maybe even share some tips with us today about um, how, how it's done at UCLA and also apparently El Camino. So Heitzar, welcome. I'd love you to introduce okay. yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself, please. <laughs> Hello. Thank you, Heather. That was amazing. Um, hello, Transfer Nation. Uh, my name is Paisar Girjan. I'm an assistant director of transfer recruitment at UCLA, which is a very large public university within the California school system. And so I've been in that role for about six years now. I'm a proud Bruin myself. I graduated in 2013. And I am incredibly blessed and fortunate to also uh, be a part-time adjunct counselor at El Camino College. And in that role, I'm part of the honors transfer program. So I work mainly with the honors students um, at El Camino College and amazing experience to kind of have both perspectives. And again, thank you, Dr. Adams, for allowing me to be here today and to, to talk a little bit about my experiences and share, you know, what I hope you've all find to be valuable in this talk. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, of course. Thank you for taking the time. I know um, y'all have been pretty busy over there. So I'm really curious because we do a lot of work. Our, I think it's about 92 or 94% of transfers at UCLA are from local Cal- or from California community colleges overall. So I'm really interested in your perspective of how you're building those relationships and sort of what um, what y'all do to make sure that those mm-hmm. relationships are really streamlined so that information is passing to students in a in a fluid and um, fluid way? Absolutely, that's a really great first question. <laughs> um, of course, we have so many different community colleges in California, and we're just one university with one transfer team. I think the way that our transfer team and our office in general is organized, um, I think it really helps us to easily like manage all the different community colleges that we serve. And so for our team, uh, we basically split up the different community colleges into those that we visit and then those that are communication-only schools. And then the ones that we actually visit, physically visit to, for those, we kind of break them down into feeders. And so those that we receive more applications for, we know there's more of a need for us to be in those spaces. So we'll do like twice a month visits. 
for those that are maybe not as, you know, not as, I won't say popular, but not as, you know, don't receive as many applicants from them, for those maybe visit once a month or once a quarter, whatever it is. So we kind of try to gauge the need based on the number of applicants that we're receiving from those areas. And so that's kind of how we organize our team. And then even with us, we have a wonderful evaluation team that helps us, you know, support our efforts. And because we kind of manage our own schools, that gives us as admission officers and recruiters a lot of freedom to kind of cater to what it is that our school needs us to do to make sure that their students and their counselors are going to be successful. So yes, we have, you know, things that we all need to be doing, but at the end of the day, we have complete freedom and control over, you know, what our schools need, what our students and counselors need, and how we as representatives for UCLA can best serve our students. So I hope that gives kind of like an overview. Oh, it does. And I love that intentional, individualized strategy, I guess. It really helps make it a little bit more personal, right? Because I I know that one of the issues can be UCLA's huge. It's a big system. Um, How do you make that really personal? And how do you make sure each individual transfer sort of narrative and educational journey is really spoken to? And each community college has a very different student community that it serves. That's fascinating. So your role then in that, in kind of creating the sort of transparency of information sharing and that personalized attention, how, how have, you know, what, is, what does that entail and what does that look like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Yeah, great question. So I think we do a really great job in the admission office of like collecting data and reporting and, you know, every, every summer the, the team gets together and kind of review like our notes for the year, what worked, what did we do? You know, how many applications are we, are we receiving, even breaking down the data by ethnicity, by major. So I think our team does a great job of like documenting what it is that we do so we can better, you know, use that for the following year to kind of serve um, our students in that sense. I always tell anytime we have a new member of the transfer team, you know, I always tell them because we have, you know, so much freedom in our role, like you can put in as much as you want. And also you can also just do the bare minimum, right? But I think having that freedom and working with such passionate people in the transfer community and just everyone that we have on our team just genuinely cares about students. I feel like we always get really lucky or our directors and stuff really know how to pick really awesome people to work with. And I think just having that care and passion, like you really are able to serve students above that minimum that I find my team definitely always does. In terms of how we do that for each school, I think that first few times that you're visiting the school, it's very just trying to figure out what works for them, you know? So that first contact I think is very important. And anytime I email my school every, you know, every fall or every spring term, I always tell them, this is who I am. This is what we do. Here are all the presentations we can do. Here are all the different ways that we can serve your students. What works best for you? And so I think because we don't have like that one size fits all model for every school, I personally like to leave it up to their transfer center coordinators, their counselors to tell me like what works for their students first. And then after that first meeting, I kind of see, okay, you know, I noticed this area had a really high volume, you know, with foot traffic. Can I maybe go in there and table for a few hours? Oh, hey, I noticed that you all really push for these, you know, transfer success courses or these career counseling courses. Can I go in there for 10, 15 minutes and give a presentation? your classes so I think finding what 
the, the you know, the, what the community is like at that community college is very important. Um, again, giving them everything that you can do and then also just being incredibly flexible with what their needs are is very, very important to make sure that you're really servicing that school how they need to be serviced. Gosh, I love that. It's so transfer receptive. <laughs> I know you and I have had a lot of conversations just about the community and educational journey and resilience and narratives and stories that we are seeing coming in from the community colleges and how that and every person has their own, every student has their own journey and individual needs. And so that really speaks to that as well. So then you're also working at a community college and you're there a few days a week, a couple of days a week. How does that work and how does that either sync up with the UCLA work or, or, or differ? Yeah. Again, I got incredibly blessed and lucky and, and really honored to be in this position to be able to kind of see it from both sides. And I think it was a really eye-opening experience for me because you know, working for UCLA for the past, you know, six years in this role, it's kind of like, you know, there are so many things that, that you don't even know about your own school sometimes. So it's like, how do you expect a community college counselor who now has to worry about all the other UC schools, all the other Cal States, all the other universities across, you know, the, the nation. So it's really eye-opening just to see, like, the need that, that I think community college counselors need because they have so many different schools that they have to know about and I think it's really important for community colleges, especially to be like, I'm sorry, for universities to be as clear and as transparent as they can be with what they're looking for in terms of like major requirements or, you know, classes that students have to take. So it was really eye-opening for me to kind of see just how much they have to know about so many different campuses. And I think even before this role, I really, I really was trying to figure out a way to kind of reach as many students as possible when it came time, you know, to make those like, you know, core selections or, oh, I really wish a student had taken this class instead of this one, or they should have prioritized their major prep. And so I think early on, I kind of really was able to see that, you know, the counselors are the ones who are working with these students every day. So why not create that level of transparency and why not arm them with the knowledge that they need in terms of what we're looking for? Again, for most of my schools, I found that creating counselor workshops or counselor updates, even if it's for a quick 15 minutes, let's focus on this one major, or let's just talk about AP scores. I think it's a really helpful way to kind of arm them with the tools that they need to more comfortably counsel their students. For sure. That's, I love that you brought that up. And since I'm not in that role, it hadn't occurred to me, of course, you're, you're going to have to have this wealth of knowledge about all of these different universities and hopefully have that conversation with the student, right? Um, because not every school is the perfect fit for every student, depending on what their interests are, their career trajectory, their major. So of course you have to have that knowledge. That's, that's excellent. Um, do you have any sort of concrete go-to things that have worked across the board for transfer recruitment, especially community colleges? I know a lot of our folks across the nation sometimes look at UC at California because we have a system that definitely has its flaws and has things that we need to improve on, but does have a pretty fluid system with the community colleges and UCs and Cal States. But are there concrete sort of tips or insights that you would want to share with others across the nation or things that you see that work really well? Absolutely. Um, I think the first thing that came, 
<laughs> Absolutely. I think the first thing that came to my mind is our, our publications and our transfer admission guide for UCLA. I will really encourage you all to look at that publication that we have posted on our website as well. I think it does a really great job of just really, again, that level of transparency we talked about. It breaks down all the requirements. It gives you students and counselors tips on what the readers look for. There's information about the UC application itself. And then we literally break down every single major that is offered at UCLA. And we tell students and counselors what are the requirements that students need for each major. Can they switch into this major afterwards? You know, what are the courses they absolutely have to have by the end of the fall term? So I think, again, just creating those helpful guides and helpful documents that are easy to access is a really, really important way to kind of, again, create that transparency. And another really helpful thing that we do is we, at UCLA um, Admission, we have a committee that is dedicated to just updating those publications, dedicated to updating our, our PowerPoints. And it's a mixture of different individuals from different departments. So of course we have our transfer recruitment team, we have members of evaluation, um, we have directors in there, we have students that work their front counter and what kind of questions they're receiving. So we really have an idea of like what are the needs of transfer students all across our different units. And then again, how can we come together with what we're seeing at our individual schools to better create you know, a guide to help them you know, with their transfer process. So I think creating that committee is really, really helpful for us. I'm just in love with this holistic view and yeah. strategy that you're all taking because you're right. It's, it's really looking at all the aspects, right? Not the student aspect. How are we communicating with students? Um, are we making sure it's really clear to multiple people who are reading this? I mean, sometimes departments make the mistake of we live and breathe this information every day. So it makes sense to us. So it must make sense to everybody else, right? So you really have some, some, structures in place to help that. One thing I've also noticed, and I'll make sure to post all of this in the um, in our description here on the video cast, mm -hmm. but you also have a website of, I think it's called Find Your Counselor for Admissions Counselors. What is that? Yeah. yeah, so another way that we want to connect to students is to allow them to know who their assigned representative is. So they mentioned in the, in the first part of this talk that, you know, we have schools that we visit you know, twice a month. We have schools that we visit, you know, just for their fairs and, and the way that's set up. But we also want to be accessible to our students and counselors as much as possible. We created a website where students can actually click on their community college and it tells them who their assigned representative is. So if they have any questions, they know exactly who to go to. So it creates, again, another level where we can establish relationships with our students and where they can easily know who is the one person they can talk to instead of just using a general email or just calling our phone number, who is that one person as assigned to their respective school. I love that. The other thing I noticed about your materials is they're, they speak to transfers, right? So you, you talk about who the community is, you use the, you know, the iHeart transfer logo, <laughs> which sort of shows that UCLA has a receptive, um, welcoming kind of culture and identity of transfer. Um, and I noticed that you have that on, on your recruitment materials too. So clearly Definitely. you're taking that into account. Definitely. Yeah. Um, are there other things that, um, especially, I guess I'm thinking especially now, right, in this rem remote mm -hmm. reality. So obviously it sounds like you're using email and you're probably using Zoom a lot, but how has <laughs> recruitment changed in yeah. this, new remote reality or not so new at this point this is like our yeah. 
I know I should have bought like stock in Zoom before all this happened. Like, why didn't I think of to do that? <laughs> totally kidding. Um, but I think I think for our team, especially because we were already using Zoom as a platform to communicate with like our NorCal schools and you know you know doing events for them, hosting virtual appointments. I feel like for our team, it was a lot more you know smooth than I think we were anticipating to be, just because we already had a lot of that experience. Um, but basically for us, everything that we would have normally done in person, everything has just moved to a virtual format. Um, I think it was a little stressful in the beginning to move all of our, you know, spring recruitment events and our yield events just so quickly. I think that was, you know, it was more of a, a time thing versus our comfort of using the platform. But again, like I think now we're at the point where everyone is virtual anyway. So I, I feel like it just creates more opportunities now more than ever to be able to schedule in you know, a 30 minute meeting or a 30 minute update with the counselor or whatever it is. So I don't know, I feel like there are some challenges, but there's also, I feel like more time to be able to do and to come together virtually and to share this information. So pros and cons. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you. I actually think our access, and I think I might've said this in another conversation I was having, but I think our access is greater. Now, I think there were those initial concerns about do our students have access and do our staff and all of us have access to Wi-Fi and equipment. Mm -hmm. However, for, after getting through that hurdle or, or figuring out sort of those little wrinkles in the, in the problem, I actually think we can reach more, each, reach each other more smoothly, quicker, but I think the reach is bigger too, reach more students, which is kind of the point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, I think we're thinking of different ways to, to be able to do that. And, you know, just this week, we're, we're planning, we would normally plan events for our separate community colleges. For example, we have, you know, people that are assigned to the Central Valley, people assigned to Northern California. And as soon as our yield ends, like we jump right in in the spring term to recruitment. And so one of the things our team did was that we discovered just how well we work together for our, our administrative events that now we're planning two upcoming prospective student events working with, you know, following that same model we used um, for our yield events. So I think, again, once we discovered how to do this, it's like now we can apply it to so many different platforms. And instead of dedicating one event to one community college, now we're setting it up to now we can recruit more students in Northern California. We can host the same event, come together and do all the community colleges in San Diego or whatever the case is. So I think we've, we've discovered new ways to reach more students, which I think is really great. That's just fabulous. That's wonderful. Um, well, this was amazing to hear about how you're building those relationships and breaking silos and making sure that information is fluidly flowing so that both, uh, both advisors and students have all the information they need. Are there any last tips, recruitment tips, uh, building relationship with community college counselor tips that you um, would want to impart to the transfer community? <laughs> I think, and again, this has really worked for me and, and most of my schools. I think trying to get to at least one counseling meeting every year, if not every, every term, I think is so helpful, not only for the counselors, but also for you on a personal level. Um, I think starting off in this career, like imposter syndrome, that's not just, you know, for students. Like I think as a professional in this field, it's also like, what, it, like, what am I going to say to these counselors who have been here for 30, 40 years that they're going to find valuable? So 
But I feel like once you get over that, like you really realize the benefit of what you have to say and what you have to offer, you know, to your students and to your counselors. And so for most of my schools, at least once a year, I try to do a counselor update. They usually have, you know, monthly or weekly hour long meetings. Hey, can I take 30 minutes of this meeting to share? You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like, you know, here are the top majors that your students find most interesting. Here are some trends we noticed from your school this past year. Here are some common mistakes we see that you might, you know, want to want to be mindful of when you're counseling your students. So I think even, you know, just basic information like that can be so valuable. And, it, and I think it helps our office and our team create, you know, just more well-prepared applicants. And again, at the end of the day, it's a community helping students, you know, accomplish their goals. And so it really is going to be a partnership between our office, the community colleges, and the students. And so I think by doing those trainings, by doing those, you know, workshops here and there, I think it's very, very valuable for, again, your counselors to also recognize you and also for you to be able to give them the information they need to better serve all of our students. Wow, thank you for sharing that. That's And thank you for sharing kind of the personal value that you get out of this job. You can tell that you really love it and love the student community that you work with. Thank you. I absolutely do. It's an amazing, amazing just place to be in and community to surround yourself in. Well, you know I agree with that. <laughs> do you have one, this is so hard to do because there's a million words that could, could describe the transfer community, but, but um, as we sort of end our chat today, and we do hope that you come back for lots of, I want you to be a regular guest star on uh, uh, the video. Channel. I love it. But what is one word that you would use to describe the transfer community or, or your work with transfer students? Okay, I like, I like this question. It is a hard one because I could list, I could write a book <laughs> of all the wonderful <laughs> words I would use. Um, I would probably say that. I would probably say resilient. I feel like our transfer students are just so many different walks of life, so many different stories. Like as an admission officer, I always just am so in awe of their life stories and their experiences. And I haven't met any student who's like another student that I've you know had the opportunity to meet with. And so just allowing them that space and that relationship to be able to connect with you, I think is such a wonderful gift that our students give us. And it's just amazing to me some of the challenges these students have gone through and how they're still so committed to accomplishing their goals. It's, it's absolutely just influential and just an amazing, amazing thing to experience every day. Like how lucky are we that we get to have these amazing students every single day share a, you know, a, a, a personal experience like that with us. So I think resilience um, is probably the perfect word I would use. Perfect. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Paitsar. It was just a joy to get to chat with you today and learn from you. Absolutely. Thank you again so much. And I hope if you all got even one thing out of what I, what I said today, I hope that you found it to be valuable. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfer Nation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. 
If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transformation videocast and podcast, please email us at wearetransformation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in Transfer Pride. Thank you.